0: Welcome guys, um, another week with the live stream. We're actually uh, a day late, unfortunately, with this, um, oh no, we're day, yeah, we are a day late, of course we are. Yeah, we are. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, unfortunately we had um, a court case we had to go to to sort things out, so um, had to put it off. But no, welcome, and uh, yeah, today we're gonna to talk about um, downturn or depression, which will it be? And of course, I think we all agree that it's gonna be more of a downturn than a depression, but you just never know, do you? So. Uh, I guess we'll have some uh, interesting conversation about that today, and and really focusing on on I guess the interest rates and house prices. You know, house prices really. I mean, we're not seeing the most of it. That'll be down the track. But yeah, so today I've got with me Ryan Hamansu and James. Um, so yeah, guys, what um Hello. what's your thoughts on um yeah downturn or depression? Let's let's get a sort of thing. Are we a downturn? are we depressions? Are we up in the air.
1: We're in a correction.
0: Correction, yeah.
1: Yes, so we're in a correction. I think the the main, you know, the depression talk. Let's see, but I I don't think we're there simply because the fundamentals of property is is uh, hasn't gone anywhere in terms of the lack of supply, uh, the the huge demand. We can see that especially in the rental market at the moment with the way rents have gone up over the past <clears throat> few months. Um, some places by a ridiculous amount yesterday I was looking at a particular project which is a shared accommodation purpose-built uh, small sort of studios or, or bedrooms and they are now renting with all bills included from uh, 14 or fifteen hundred pounds starting um, yeah. going upwards of 18 nineteen hundred pounds a month which is a huge amount uh, of, of increase and, Um so from that alone, I don't think we're in for a depression. We are in for a correction. And if we also look at the mortgage side of things, um, a lot more people have got a huge amount of equity left within their properties, which will soften the um, the amount of properties that will go up for possessions and so on and so forth. So uh, I definitely think there's this correction. I, I think we've already seen the correction in a lot of areas, um, how, how much further it will go. I can't see us falling below 10% at, at an absolute maximum, personally. Okay. How about you guys?
2: I mean, I think I guess it comes down a lot to, to people and how people deal with all the negative news that they're hearing, their cost mm. of living, you know, crisis, how that affects them. I think people are going to slow... Well, I mean, look, temperatures are now starting to go down now. There's always yeah. a lag with your bills and stuff like that. When people start actually seeing their bills, what kind of shock are they going to get? And how yeah. then is that going to affect them? Right now it's Christmas, people are still gonna go and spend, buy gifts, go out for Christmas parties, but then January, February, March is when I think we're gonna start seeing the real data. And with that's gonna be a lag. So really it's gonna be in point into the summer until we actually see what's going on. And as Ryan touched on, look, there is still good sentiment in the market in the sense of from an equity perspective, you know, banks have had to be a lot smarter. We've discussed this on on the last couple of webinars um sorry a mm-hmm. podcast yep. that banks have had to be a lot smarter when they come to lending money out and stuff so yep. to be fair i'm going to sit on the fence say right i don't think it's gonna be depression yeah there'll be some sort of correction but i don't think we're really going to know until probably middle of next year towards the end of next year yep. where we're at yep yep
0: james
3: yeah yeah i'm i'm, quite, I'm partly in agreement with Eman, so i think i'm sort of in on the fence kind of waiting to see i would say for now i think it's going to be correction i think there are a lot of factors in there which for me don't point towards depression yet um i think a big part of that is you know the unemployment figures are not as low uh, as they've been in historical depressions so we've got that in our favor um we've also got like i said the heavy sort of underpinning factor of supply and demand in the major cities where you know house prices are still very much holding value well um and yeah, I think a big part of it is going to see now, we're going to sort of see over the next few months, depending on how the inflation figures look, what the Bank of England, how they're going to react to it with their uh, monetary policy and whether rates are probably going to, well, they probably will go up again. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still on the fence, but I for now, I'm going to say, I'm going to say correction.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's it's interesting, actually, because I was just, I haven't got the article here, but um. Um, there was an article today in Australia, because I'm in Australia right now, and, um, and it was talking about how they think that house prices will rise 9% because <clears throat> based on the fact that they think that whilst there might be a few more rate rises, they think that it's actually going to come down quite quickly again, which is pretty interesting that, you know, to think that already we're seeing news coming out that we potentially could have you know, house prices increasing because interest rates are going to come down. And it's interesting. I'll I'll pull out a table in a minute. And um, when you look at like all the fear mongering that's that's going on, um, it's amazing actually because when you look at the stats and and I'll bring up the table now and I'll just show you. So this is the table. Um, And if we have a look, so this is the past few years. And you can see the yellow line is anything that's below 3%. All right. So we've got 3%, you know, 2008. 4% you know, um, was 2008 again, yeah? But then when you go to get to 5%, and this is base rate, okay? So you may have been a pay rate above that, but you can see we're going all the way back to 2000. If you wanna go to 6%, you're going all the way back to 1998, you know, 7%, you're going all the way back to, you know, prehistory, you know, 92, yeah? And 8%, 9%, so you can see significant changes Um, in 92, you know, but it's interesting because you've actually got to go back to get to 3% again. You actually have to go back to 1954, yeah? So you can see this is quite significant, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm not even there yet, I can't move my mouse quick enough. 70, here we go, come on, yeah, we're there. You know, so you're in 1954 before you get that. Now, interestingly, When you had those sort of rates, you had threes quite regularly. You know, there's a few threes in there. there's a few, I started, I gave up doing the threes because I realized how many times there was a threes. You know, this is 1906. This dates back all the way back to 1694, I think it is, or 1654. You know, you see rates were quite low. So we come through a period whereby, well, we didn't, but probably my parents did, um, and, you know, each of you guys' parents did, where, you know, rates, you know, we had 10 percent, you know, back there, in the 70s. We got 10s, 11s, 12s. We had 17s there at some point in here, you know. Um, we've actually had rates that are really, really low, you know, and to think that 3%, you know, actually is, is, is quite low in the grand scheme of things when you only have to go back to get three times that, to 9%, you know, to 1992. So it's interesting, you know, whilst we're sitting in here going, oh shit, you know, uh, interest rates are quite high. Actually, when you look at the grand scheme things, interest rates are actually historically very low. I mean, I, I, you know, we talk about my book, I keep saying it's the three plus one thing, you know, we do mortgage costs averaging 6%. Well, we're only now getting back to 6% pay rate on some of my mortgages, and it's interesting because I've been doing quite a few portfolio reviews with clients, and a lot of them fix their rates. So their rates are still, still you know, 1.74, 2.7, 3%, you know, 3.25, and they're fixed. Like, you know, one of them's got seven-year fixed, so I was looking at it today, and I was it's like, quite interesting, because most of his portfolio, he can sit back and twiddle his thumbs because he's not really worried, you know? And there are a mm-hmm. lot of people who have fixed their rates that's bad yeah. in one respect because it means that actually we need to raise rates higher to have a bigger effect. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, it's, you know, it's interesting from that perspective. But any thoughts on interest what, rates for you guys? What, what's, what's your gut feel? I mean, you sort of mentioned, uh, are we sort of predicting rates go higher, rates come down? Do you think that it's the Australian you know news article where rates are going to come down next year? What are your thoughts?
2: Well, from everything that we've been seeing and hearing from brokers that we've spoken to, they're confident that by the middle of next year some people say even earlier earlier in the year that we expect to get down to you know four percent base yeah. rate and it's probably going to sit there then or there thereabouts for the next year year and a half maybe even two years and i think maybe the days of you know very very low interest rates might be gone for quite a while but yeah. even sitting at four percent where where inflation is where the rents are it's still yeah it's, it's, it's still a good position i guess
0: uh, And, you know, we've said it before, you know, as the rates increase, the margin the banks make will start to, you know,
2: real small, start to rationalize.
0: So I think, you know, even though we're going to see that right now, we're probably paying. And because of the unknown, we don't know where they're going to get to. But, you know, I'm not as worried about it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't have not fixed any of my rates. Part of that was because I was too bloody busy doing other stuff. And I, but part of it was also that actually there's, 10 or so properties there that I was going to get rid of that I just did crappy areas that I don't think are ever going to go. And, you know, as I say, you know, never, never sell with the asterisk mark and the asterisk is never sell while there's fundamentals. Well, these places I feel don't have fundamentals. So I'd rather just flick them off and get rid of them. Um, even though actually now the rents are, are going up and have been going up, which is quite good. Well, you know, we really are. And now we're really having to push those rents because the mortgage has gone up. We want to try and get the landlords back into a profitable position because a lot of them aren't in profitable positions necessarily, certainly on properties they've bought, you know, more recently. Um, yeah, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly why there'll be a correction as well. Again, bro, with this mortgage interest rate, as you rightly said there, a lot of people are still in fixed rates and in these sort of high interest rates, if you like, well, when I say high, high compared to what we've been used to over the past 10, 15 years, Hmm. you have, um you're going to have a proportion of people that will want to sell their properties but simply either won't put it on the market because they're not going to get oh, the shit. value that they need to sell it at yeah the sorry, value that guys. they need to sell it at. sorry okay
0: keep, yeah keep talking that was me stuffing you. yes but,
1: what So they're not going to get the value that they're going to get so those properties aren't going to come into the market your buyers out there on the second I'm going to talk secondhand market because I, I truly do believe we have now more than ever gone into two two completely separate markets between the second hand market and the new book market the second hand market will probably see a big big sort of hit from because it's got a couple of you know aspects interest rates and stuff is one side of it the other side of it is the epc and you know the whole push for more energy efficiency greener houses greener housing and so on and so forth a lot of properties will not fit within that um bracket so those properties will take that big hit and a lot of people will think to themselves that they're going to pick up a a massive bargain in the second hand market not calculating the amount of money that they need to spend there but nevertheless i'll I'll, i'm digressing a bit here i think it will be a it, it will be a sort of a small correction because very quickly the bank of england will have to react the government will have to react to get the property market stimulated again people to go out there and spend and purchase properties because the government needs landlords believe it or not as much as they might come out into the market and say hey now we need more homeowner occupiers they actually need more landlords because there's a lot of people out there that don't Earn the income, or don't have the deposits that are required to purchase their own house, but they need properties to rent at uh, to rent. And if the if there's less properties out there to rent, these rents right now are even going to get even crazier and higher, which will cause a whole new set of problem. So I think it'll be very short lived, six months to a year maximum of the high interest rates. I mean, it's interesting what what a difference thirty day uh, thirty days makes. Thirty days ago, you were looking at interest rates of around seven percent. Today, Aldermore have released a package at 5.23%. There's a big, big drop in, in in a matter of 30 days. Yeah. Um, and I think it's only going to continue to come in a downward, downward direction.
0: Yep, And it's interesting, but that's what we're talking about where, you know, base rate going up, but now mm-hmm. the market's rationalizing back where they can make the money they need to make, you know? So, uh, and I think too, there is, you know, there's, there's schools of camps now that are coming out and saying, Interest rates are going to be dropping. I mean, it's it's bloody hard to predict, isn't it? It's, you know, how do you know? But it's interesting. I was just going to pick up on one thing. You, you um, and I think it was an article you sent through, James. So I'll let you speak about it, Steve? Thunder, but just about the infrastructure one, and the Chancellor, yeah. you know, um, keeping the HS two.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh shit! Hold on. What have I done? I've lost the bloody. Oh, there we go. There I moved go. it across too quick, too far. Yeah. So, you know, we're not, uh, I guess, you know, this one, yeah, we're not, we're not canceling the HS2, which is great news.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a big thing because it's one of the biggest capital projects well, probably anywhere at the moment that's uh, being delivered. And the, the other side of that delivery is a huge amount of money into the economy. So whilst temporarily I guess from a government point of view yeah they're saying it would save money if we cancelled it they know the long-term benefits of it are also much worth you know much more worthwhile um and we've seen from a property point of view and how much money that will bring into the economy how much business that will encourage uh how much you know movement of people and the and the transport connect connectivity will massively improved so it will do wonders not just for Birmingham but for other parts of the yeah. Midlands for London for everywhere it's going to go so yeah overall I think um they're right you know they they should be backing it they should yeah. be sticking to it and, and allowing it to happen so yeah I'm completely yeah. agree to that
0: and I think at any time you want to pull a country out of recession what do you do you, you invest in infrastructure you invest in housing you know so the moment you cancel HS2 as much as it is ridiculous how much it's costing um, and how much the budget was originally or the quote was and now it's just blowing out to so three, four, five times, whatever, who knows what we'll end up with. Actually, it does keep a lot of people employed. It does keep a lot of paychecks going every month, which is what you need, you know, and whether it's building a railway um, or building a house, you know, that's the stuff that you want to do during a recession to stop you from, you know, the the low lows, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Um, so just coming there. Yeah. Ryan, you were chatting about, um, the, uh, um, is it raising interest rate? Uh no, no. Okay. So sorry. Not that one. It's this one, the five no, year. I yeah. I think you're talking yeah. about mortgage rates, you know, I mean interest rates yeah. coming down, but this is actually the five year mortgage rates. If you have a look at them, you know, first of December 21 is the first blue line. Then, you know, 23rd of September, I can let you talk about mm. that anyway, but yeah.
1: But this is the thing, Brad. It, it, the rates have actually. Recent this morning, uh, received an email from um, the. Um, so I've got a financial reporter. So it's um, it will report every morning where interest rates are at with every yeah. uh, every bank. And just this morning, uh, Aldermore released a two-year discounted rate at five point two three uh, for for residential mortgages. Now that, that you know that that is it. That is a huge huge drop and. Ultimately, they, they, they're going to need to lend out money because, you know, money needs to be circulated and, and moved around. Um, not it. Yeah. I don't know if they've updated it on there. No,
0: nah, yeah. I thought I'd see if I could yeah. get there, but
1: no. No, it's, it's on the financial reporter. But, yeah, so interest, interest, mortgage interest rates will, uh, will have to come down at some points. And, and lending and borrowing in general because I don't think – they, they're going to be able to control this inflation with just simply increasing the, the base rate because everyone out there uh, apart from the politicians seems to know that this inflation is beyond just the the reckless printing of money it is a supply chain issue there is a there is an issue with getting stuff out of china at the moment with this stupid zero COVID policy and let's see how much longer this guy can survive i see the uprising has already started okay, okay so yeah so so i think once everyone sort of gets a bit smarter here and says well actually hold on you know th- these are the issues did did brexit have have a have an impact on on inflation in the uk yeah. uh, you know yeah. getting things across the border over here once people start realizing these things and say hey hold on a minute all we actually need to do now is is give people the ability to go out and purchase this stuff because the price is where the price is and let's be frank how many times will you see something that's 20 quid now in five years time if inflation is dropped it goes below 20 pounds it probably won't be because that's the base it will just be it hasn't increased that much higher than the 20, the 20 than the 20 quid for that item um and and you know borrowing is going to just continue to to increase i mean it was crazy the other day i saw i think was it deliveroo or uber eats has introduced Kalana, which is, you can pay for stuff over uh, three monthly payments. So to order your food, you can now split it over a payment plan. Now, Jesus Christ, what kind of world are you going to that the the burger and chips and the fish and chips is paid on a three month payment plan?
0: (laughs) You'll own nothing and be happy for it, they say, hey? (laughs) But but the The reality is, is that a lot of this sort of stuff is, I mean this is getting off the topic of the house prices and that but I think it's important to to raise is you know technology now is making it possible to do micro payments to do all these sort of things you know that actually you can do three month payments because you know you've got the ability to you know charge their credit card over that period you know and and that and it's a very easy facility and the costs are coming down you know the merchant facilities and things like the great thing is you've got say you know, I mean, as much as crypto might be a dirty word in a lot of people's minds, you know, right now, actually the technology that's going into crypto and not just, and I'm not just talking Bitcoin and Ethereum and that, but actually there's a lot of different things, you know, talk to Ripple, you know, um, you know, I can rattle off 10 different places, 10 different cryptos and and you can get caught up in the Bitcoin anti-establishment. You can get caught up in the, you know, all that sort of FTX, you know, Sam Bankman fried all that sort of stuff. But I think the reality is if you step back from that and you actually look at the technology and the advances in technology that are, that are are entering that field, it is bloody amazing. I mean, every morning I get a, um, an AI focused, uh, like it's a future it's it's called future loop. Um, And, um, and it's, it's awesome because it tells you about what's changing in the world on a daily basis. It's updating you with, Trends and technologies and AI, and you know we talk about Skynet, you know taking over the world and all that sort of stuff, and you know Terminator. But the reality is, is that um, as much as there's that fear base of that, there is some amazing things happening. And you know, from telemedicine through to you know being able to you know track your genomes, being able to you know know what you shouldn't shouldn't be eating, taking supplements, you know, and that's in the health, just in the health field. Then you get transportation and then you get the, it's amazing what's going on. And actually, you know, getting back on the subject of, you know, the property side, um, actually there is a lot of sh- stuff happening right now that you will own nothing and be pretty happy, you know. Now, mm. whether you, whether that's, you know, a good thing or whether you should be owning, you know, stuff. Look, you know, I have a mobile phone here. And that mobile phone, I don't own it. Well, I actually do own this one, but only because I've paid it off now. Um, but basically, yeah, for the most part, I just buy it as part of a plan and I pay it off over the plan, you know? Um, and that's how I think, you know, for me, that's my experience of you'll own nothing. And, you know, so there is the conspiracy theory. Of course, there's a conspiracy theory, yeah. you know, but we probably won't get into that too much now because yeah, you go down a, a rabbit hole that you never come out of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, I think
1: yeah. The fact uh, side you touched on, uh, the, the, you know, technology, The improvements of it with education now as well out there available for people more and more people are educated about money in general so again another reason why i don't think we're going to go into a depression it will be a correction because people will sit there and say okay i can't sit here and cry about it i have to do something what is that going to be is it going to be property stocks shares this this that that whatever works for them whatever fits their lifestyle and i think property in general is something which People will always generally trust because you hold something at the end of the day, um, and it and it's something that is that is that is actually there, and they once people understand. That, that taboo of debt, you know, not wanting to take on debt because it has this word debt a, a, associated to it is dying off because people are trying to, I mean, Brett, you spoke about in your book about good debt and bad debt and so on and so forth. So these sort of things, more and more people understand which will allow them to now, instead of being scared and sitting back and not doing anything, they will actually continue to do it. Once they get their head around, okay, if interest rates are 6%, how do I make this strategy and property work what's the what's the one that's going to work and I think that's what will keep the property market going I mean big pension funds are still buying pro- blocks of property in the UK outright without flinching you know and they're paying some ridiculous prices for some of these apartments I mean we were about to launch that property in Manchester hey, mentioned what was the name of the project in in Manchester we we're about to launch oh. him and the developer pulled it last minute Manchester I, I, Gardens. I yeah, just yeah, recently, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Paul, why? Because a pension fund bought it. Paid yeah. way over the odds for it as well. Yeah.
0: But, but that's happening a lot. And, and the reality is the pension funds, what they need is a steady return over a long period of time. Yeah. So actually, they don't really care too much about what they pay for it. I mean, they do, but they don't really. Um, and that is why mm-hmm. when, you know, generally we'll be negotiating on a site, and um, and then a pension fund will come in and just go, and we don't, we yeah. can't even compete. And, and in fact, no. most of the developers, when we speak to them, they just say, "Look, we're talking to a pension fund. You know, we have heads of terms in place, and we're just like, yeah, enjoy, see you later. Yeah. You know, if it falls over, come back to us. But it's not even worth us trying to assert why we're a better choice. We might get them more money. We might do this." The reality is, you know, if, if we're going to sell 50 properties in a development or 100 properties in a development, that might take us six months to do, whereas they'll come in and go, there's your check today, bang, go build it out. You know, and that's that is in its essence the build to rent marketplace. And for me, that is why the section 24 changes come in. You know, I know what's his name, idiot ex-chancellor George Bloody Osborne. You know, he said it's about leveling the playing field. Yeah, no, screw that. No, it's about handing that marketplace over to the big pension funds and trying to attract that billionaire money, you know, um, and that corporate money, not helping out the mum and dads who are trying to sort their pension out. You know, uh, I mean, oh God, we can go. <laughs> We're going down the rabbit hole here because <laughs> I, you know, I'm quite emotive about a lot of this stuff because I deal with it on a day to day basis when I'm dealing with clients, and I don't know you guys do too. When you got clients who you know you set out and rents are you know their rents have gone up their capital values have gone up but i remember a time when they used to double every seven to ten years it was an assumption but pretty much that's what would happen well that's certainly changed now now the best areas that's happening in and the worst areas are getting nothing you know so yeah Mm. but back to so back to you know recession or downturn i mean i think there is an element of we could go into a deflation. I think, you know, if you go to someone like uh, Kathy Wood, now look, Kathy's copped to hiding and her ARC investment fund is copped to hiding. But, you know, one of the things she's going on with is talking about how we could be in deflation. You know, that it's not actually inflation's the problem, it could be deflation. And, And there's a lot of basis for this. My challenge with her is whilst, you know, I think great, you know, fantastic. I think, actually, her timing sometimes is off. Now, you know, she runs a billion pound fund. We haven't quite got a billion pounds, you know, worth of property yet. We've sold a billion pounds. No, not a billion. Have we? No, we haven't. No. No, we haven't got a billion pounds. Oh, no, actually, I think we have. Yeah, we have a thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah we have. Yeah, we've sold a billion pounds. So, you know, but, yeah. um, but the reality is, is that, you know, I think she, her opinion is an opinion that does get a lot of weight, um, and is getting more weight now. So, whereas before it was definitely going to be a depression, definitely going to be a downturn. Now it seems to be we're easing off. But how many times do we do that? You know, they come in with all the thirty percent drops, Bank of England. You know, oh thirty percent drop. You know, and and of course then we find out that it's not thirty percent drop. It goes up. You know, so it's hard to tell right now what to do isn't it you know but i yeah. guess what what are you like what are you guys hearing from clients now what's what's the general sort of feel out there because you're on the on the phone every day to clients
2: yeah i think it's the same the same two things that we have spoken about the last couple of weeks it is interest rates and look once you educate them and then you show them what's happened you know back in 2008 back in 1991 you know, where interest rates were there you know house prices dropping you show them actually what happened then when interest rates were you know were the factors that affected that um cost of living crisis i think those are the three main things james anything else you, you got to add to that yeah i think
3: you, you've got most people's nature is generally to be quite fickle and that is unfortunately because of the way the news and the media is programmed yeah. the only focus on the here and the now so uh it is difficult for people to zoom out and have things put in perspective yeah. to like what Hemansu said how interest rates were you know pre-2008 because we were coming from a high interest rate environment then yeah. um so it's easy for people to forget so once you do actually lay it out on the table and actually explain to them okay this is why this is happening this is why this is happening now yeah. this happens this and this and this should happen so you know you do get some people who you know with a bit of logic and a bit of education can start to see it and understand it better but then there are some people who are just like they, they can't get out of that bubble um of that negativity and you know
2: that's just the way some people are you you can't change that and they're the same people that didn't do anything over the last 12 years when interest rates were very <laughs> very low. The there, right? so there was always something right there's always there's
3: always that's a reason the- it's, yeah, you, you've got people who, who who can say, you know, I mean, there, there's obviously different situations. You can't sort of label it absolutely one yeah. thing. People generally do have personal reasons for not being able to invest. And look, yeah. we understand that That's that's one of those things. You can't, you can't. But if there are reasons which are holding you back, which are not influencing or not impacting your personal finances and the need and the goal is still very much there, there's clearly a uh, something which is holding you, there's like a barrier there. And that's where you've got to, you know, get deeper into that conversation to get that out, to actually identify the problem and then work through that yeah. with them. And I think is it a real problem?
0: I think when you when you do sit down with people and you rather than just look at the current situation, you say, well, actually, let's look at the 10-year time frame. Actually, when you run the numbers and when you look at the history and you look at all that sort of stuff, it even buying now holds up pretty well. And even if you see the drop, if, you, if you're buying into good areas, and that's the real big thing now is you have to have those fundamentals. You know, we, we've been saying this for years and we say it repeatedly, you know, if you buy into a shit area, then yeah, you might, you know, well, if you buy into a shit area, you have to go after the yield um, and forget the capital growth. And I know there's a lot of property available out there. We could get hundreds of properties to sell. And there's big commissions in them and they're really juicy and they look fantastic. The problem is, is that you end up buying them and you end up, you know, if you get the, the capital, uh, the the income, great. If you don't, which is more likely, you know, um, yeah, that's where it sort of falls to bits. I mean, it's one of the reasons we've changed and we've just stuck to the, you know, the Londons and Manchesters, the Birmingham's and the major cities that there is, you know, a lot of growth in, which we're still seeing, you know, great rental growth. Um, You know, we're still seeing people leaving in actual fact now where people jump out, we're getting a person to move straight back in, you know, which is great, Mm -hmm. you know.
3: JLL actually uh, predicted that for next year, uh, Manchester, Birmingham, I think Liverpool will still grow, not by a huge amount, Mm -hmm. a couple of percent, but still because of how strong the rental market is because of the fundamentals of the area because of the undersupply, the occupancy yeah. rates, all those things, they yeah. still predict that there's, you know, good potential there. Um, yeah. and I think that's,
1: that's pretty, and that's all you need. That's all you need. You yeah. only need a couple of percent every year is compounded growth. Yeah. So yeah. If you just three, 3 4%, one, one, two, three, four percent and then during the good times you get a couple of years of double digit growth, yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. you know, you've 10 X your money after, uh, after you yeah. know 10-15 years' of time, the money that you've actually physically invested into the thing yeah. and rental as well is crazy. I was speaking to a client yesterday. I saw he bought a property off us in Birmingham in Digbeth. Now Digbeth is massively undervalued and, and it's going on, it needs a lot of regeneration. And it's interesting actually. One of them bought a, an apartment through us in central Birmingham, uh, where it was more developed. He wanted something a lot more safe and secure um he, he didn't want the whole regeneration story and stuff and then the other one the girlfriend purchased in the regeneration so the girlfriend listened to me a little bit more than him and he called me yesterday he goes have i been done over here mate i was like, no what do you mean I said because she's getting 1100 for a one-bedroom apartment and i'm getting 750 for my one and we're only ten minutes apart from her. My area is much nicer. I said, well, that's because she's gone into regeneration area. That, and I told you the whole tech valley and everything that's going to push rents up. And you got, you went for the safe and steady. And you, your safe and steady will give you a safe and steady. And that's what you're getting. You're safe. You're safe and steady. And and she's got a regeneration area which was always going to outperform because it should massively bought it at, at, at a big yeah. discount because of the area and so on and so forth and,
2: and, and right we were selling it two years ago Do you remember the rents that we had on it on the one beds 850. 800 850. yeah, 800, 850. yeah. 800, 850. <laughs> 850,
3: yeah. yeah. it's
0: either yeah we stuffed up didn't we we should be predicting you know the, the future but no i mean that it, it's interesting, interesting. <laughs> that, that's one thing we've done for a long time is we've always been realistic with rents and things like that because, you know, historically, we used to have – we guaranteed all the rents that we put on there so we had to be conservative, you know. But it's amazing seeing, you know, when places do – when regeneration kicks in, it does bloody fantastic things. And actually, we should maybe – let's do a a bit on regeneration next week because I think there is still a lot of investment in certain areas and there's still a lot of regeneration going on. So you have things like the Liverpool waterfront there, you know. You've got – you know, I mean – it's like anything that, that the, the tale of those two stories is a tale of you had one area that had a lot of stock coming on at the same time. And so that pulled the rents down or held the rents down. And then you had a shortage of stock in the regen area, good stock. Um, and you're right. It's only 10 minutes down the road, you know, so yeah. we could foresee that. But of course it's, that was the established market. That was a safe, the secure The Oh no, no, I know that name. That's a, that's closer yeah. to the city center. You know, but it, it changes all around, you know, over time. And that's that's part of, you know, knowing your markets. And that's why we sort of, you know, focus on those markets and, you know, know them really well and know the areas. And the, I think the important thing is not knowing what the area, the best area is now, knowing what the best area is in two, five years' time and getting in there early because that's where you get the uplift in the rents and the capital values. And I think that's the real, you know, the... the the tricky, tricky, not just not tricky, that's the wrong word. That's the skill in what we do, you know, is actually mm. being able to get out there, meet with developers, have lunches with developers, you know, find out what the market's doing, chats, you know, and just getting a sense for that and adding all that up and going, hey, that's going to mean, you know, growth, you know. So, yeah, mm. cool, cool. Um,
1: really?
0: I think, you know, we've, we've sort of done, obviously we have to do a quick one because I know we've got to race off. Um but yeah, I think that's all we've got for today. Is there anything else you guys wanted to chat with? Yeah. Any final sort of thoughts? No?
2: Come on England. Think...
0: Yeah, come on England.
2: <laughs> come on, <in. laughs> I come on Australia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say we're in the 16 again. Yeah. I'm very happy. So again? So, again? I thought yeah, it was
2: 2006, mate.
0: Like... Come on. I was there. I, mate, I was there in Kaiserslautern. When we played our. We played got, Argentina. We got ripped off by the Italians at that that time. Well, I wonder if we get ripped off by the uh, Argentinians. And the funny thing is, the Italians. come The Italians went on to win the, uh, yeah. the whole tournament. They you know and they ripped us off. So and now yeah. we're playing Argentina on Sunday. But uh, yeah, so we'll yeah, see if um, either we get ripped off and they go on. Are you, to win are you or,
2: saying?
3: Are you saying Australia the kingmakers then?
0: <laughs>
1: <Mate>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, England's done pretty well. We'll see how they go. Yeah. You know, Such so. more, yeah. yeah, yeah. I
1: yeah. think today we're gonna have our bogey team kicked out of the World Cup. Hopefully, all being well, Germany will will get sent packing home on their throne. Yep. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see how they'll uh, we'll see how they'll get on.
0: I mean, I, I should do quite well because I've obviously got um, I've got one of these, an Aussie passport. And I've got one of these as well, so I'm all right. <laughs> so, whoever, uh, hopefully both stay in. <laughs> no, good fun. Yeah, cool. All right, guys, we'll, um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up next week. And, um, yeah, we might, cool. we might chat about regeneration. Just maybe get into some of the areas that we think are going, you know, that are the next sort of hot spots in that. Because I think that's that's one of the keys, is if you can pick the areas next year, you know, for the next year, you can actually skip the whole recession and just go, you know, brush it off because you're in an area where whatever the price is doing, it's getting lifted by the change in fundamentals and the investment going in there, which I think is important. So yeah, that that can be next month. Hey, Skaz, I'd I'd love to know what Skaz's (laughs) name is. He's just jumped on now, just as we're ending. But um, yeah, no guys, well, um, yeah. Thanks very much again, um, as usual. And we'll see you next week.
2: See you next week, mate. mate.
0: Cheers, guys. Bye. Oh, look at that. They've all taken off before I've had a chance to put the... uh